Hey, welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the only show that's number one with hectic noise bands out to brunch, and the Hardy Boys when they have a hunch. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap No cap. Okie smokes. We need something with less breathy. <clears throat> what up? Wait, is this going to be a new thing we do where we try to make our voices cool on pod instead of our nasally bitch voices? <laughs> what up? <laughs> oh, so. I don't. I really don't think I could make my voice. Wait, can not you not annoying. speak English in another. <laughs> What was what language was that voice speaking? Hey, hey, buddy, buddy, mm. can, can you stop being so annoying? Why you're accusing me of not being able to speak English? Oh, I'm sorry. That, that's got strong dad on his lawn yelling at kids energy. Well, it's kind of like a Midwest thing, you know. Is it? Is that not what I'm doing? I kind of feel like I'm doing like a dad, but more from like the Illinois sort of region. Hey, Grandpa, I'm just trying to ride the waves. I'm a surfer, bro. Oh. That's my character. <laughs> this isn't a character. It's me doing a cool voice. <laughs> the voice I wish I had if I didn't have this old squeaker. Mm, you're saying you wish I had Ursula powers? Yeah, if I didn't have this old squeaky bag of pipes, you know? Mm. If you had Ursula powers and you could take someone's voice, who do you think would be in need enough? Would you try and find that same homeless guy who had like the golden radio voice or whatever that that one dude took a video of? Oh. Unhoused person, sorry. We shouldn't utilize that story. It ended up being really sad. I think he had, like, actual problems and ended up being homeless again after getting, like, his shot at fame. Which feels cruel, you know what I mean? I think it, it happened, it all went downhill when he met that sleazy guy who was flipping a nickel and had a silver tooth or whatever and was like, I'm gonna make it big in Hollywood, kid, just follow me. Once again, it's okay to steal bits from canceled people, but I really thought you were getting pretty close to the Motown bit by John Mulaney. <laughs> You're gonna give me $100 for all of my songs, Mr. Bear Gordy? Where do I sign? By the way, I don't think anybody considers John Mulaney canceled except for one very specific person I knew in my past. <laughs> yeah, I don't think their version of reality lines up with everyone else's. I knew somebody who thought that divorcing your wife should be a cancelable offense because it is wrong to leave women. Mm. Now that person is just like that old Gautier song that I don't even remember. Now somebody that I used to know is just somebody that I used to know. No cap. I don't know why. That wasn't interesting. That's all going to get cut. <laughs> no, 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 because it segues into my next bit, where I was at a, a thing on Friday where everyone was talking about their little wristwatches. Apparently, everyone has a smartwatch now, and I don't. Um, I didn't realize that they were that accessible now, Stay but strong. someone mentioned. They were like, yeah, they were like, you can get them for like five bucks now. They don't do everything, but you can get a smartwatch or whatever. Um, but one person was like, I I'm standing up right now, but mine keeps telling me to stand up because it like gives you reminders. Like It even gives you reminders on when to like breathe deeply or something like that. And I didn't do it because it was a weird group of people in an academic setting, but I really wanted to make a joke about her kneeling for the flag and her <laughs> smartwatch telling her to stand up. <laughs> I just love the idea of a patriotic smartwatch. <laughs> do you uh, complete any cool art products lately, Paul? Oh, um, are you talking Projects? about- Projects? I've been printing shirts because I bought the paper to make a birthday gift for my roommate. And Very now cool. I have iron-on- paper for creating shirts so clearly i've been going absolutely bonkers with that just making 
Making design after design, friend. Wait, do you need a special printer for that too? Or did you just buy the paper and then it... No, you just buy the paper and you can put it in an inkjet printer. Oh, that's cool. As long as you have an ink printer and not a... what? What's the other type? The You know, I knew this at one point. A laser printer? Laser printer, yeah. As long as you have an yeah. ink printer, not a laser printer, you're good. Yeah, you just put the paper in the printer, print whatever image you want. You can iron it on. I made myself a Steve Harvey smoking a cigar shirt. Pretty good, pretty good. Somebody today while I was out asked me, is that you on your shirt? So I was like, it's interesting that the bald thing usurps the race thing for you. And they were like, well, uh, and I, I defeated them. They burst into the flames, like hereditary a cloud style. of sparkles and disappeared. <laughs> did, did you deconstruct at all the idea that someone would think that you're someone who wears your own face on a t-shirt? Indict my, I hate to incriminate myself like this, but it's not the first time it's happened. I also have an open mic eagle hoodie with like a line drawing mm. of, of him on it. But open mic has hair. Uh, a Trader Joe's bag person asked me if that was me on my sweater. And I was like, no, <laughs> it is not me on my sweater. This person has hair. And even though it's like a line drawing on a sweater, so there is no race, it felt like yeah. it was a pretty clearly black image. <laughs> That's crazy. I have never been accused of wearing myself on <laughs> my own clothing. I mean, I'm wearing an Andrew Callahan t-shirt right now, but I don't, no one's asked if that's me. <laughs> it's been twice that it's happened. And to be honest with you, both times it was people who I don't think look like me at all. <laughs> Steve Harvey, I could see a little bit. Really? Yeah, I can see that a little I bit. I mean, you're looking at the image right now. That's low quality. Like, it is a low quality print. How does it, like, you could, You think, like, I guess with the light. I think from far away, maybe. They're, like, four feet away. Yeah, maybe they have bad vision. Hello? Hey. Hey, you're live on the radio. Please don't curse. Oh, I, oh, fuck, fuck. Um, hey, hello? Name's Phil. Um, long time listener. Um, first time caller? Okay, we, we, we didn't ask for calls right now. We're trying to do a show. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. This is a prank call, actually. Is your fridge running? It is, yeah. It's going great. Oh, okay. That's cool. What is it on the track team or something? <clears throat> cool, I'll just kill myself right now. That's cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> Are you already recording right now? Yeah, we're recording right now. Oh, shit. Okay, my bad, my bad. I'll call mm -hmm. you later. Yeah, yeah, because you're like, I'm eating, I eat lunch at 5 p.m. Shut up, man. Shut up. It was, wait, well, is Paul there right now? <clears throat> no, he's going to get some coffee that he brewed. So, um, hold on, wait, let me, let me, let me throw you some stand-up jokes real quick. Let me know if these are worth keeping around, okay? All right. Let me, let me pull my laptop real quick. Hold up, hold up. How's this? I'm not getting a divorce from my wife until everybody can get a divorce. Who's not allowed to get divorced? <laughs> People who aren't allowed to get married. I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, let's see, let's see. So, uh, my dad's a Titanic survivor. Can we go on? Sat through all of Philip's jokes. How about this? Um, I think it's cool that Bill Clinton said he smoked weed, but he never inhaled. I want to be the first president that never exhaled, you know? I want to blow sweet O during the inauguration or uh, while I'm at the president's desk, I want to blow it on the table and do a fucking sweet tornado trick. You know what I mean? I forgot when you used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Paul's back. You want to go ahead and do a quick third segment while I'm on the phone? Oh, wait. I forgot that Paul can hear you, but you can't hear Paul. Uh oh. All right. I don't think it's going to work. Mm, I got you. It's all good. We all have fun. All right. Thank you. Eat. Eat. All right.
You're talking about your t-shirts and whether or not you look like Steve Harvey. And I was going to say, I can kind of see it from a little bit away. All right. How about your weekend, man? I made shirts that had pictures of Steve Harvey that was mistaken for my face. You have any sort of activities? Nothing fun. I heard you hung out with Nicole and Pierce. That's very mean of you to say nothing fun when I know you did that I did that Wednesday and Friday, not during my weekend. I thought you were doing that earlier today. Did you lie to me about getting drunk? Oh, yeah. I guess I did have brunch this morning, which is why we were doing this theme. So, (laughs) yes, Uh, I did meet with my... And um, and you're saying you did nothing fun this weekend. So, ergo, Nicole and Pierce can assume you did not have fun with them on brunch. I mean, not particularly. Pierce was suffering from allergies. <laughs> this is very cruel of you. I know they're listeners. And you're just... Um, yeah, no, I went to brunch with my Tour de Davis group. We're planning... Uh, so this is a thing where... I don't even know if this is worth fully explaining on pod, but it's this big thing where from the ecology group, they organize this thing where like a hundred or so people get into teams and they dress up in costumes and we all bike around Davis and go to different parks and drink all day and... We were coming up with our team theme and what we wanted to do and what we wanted to host because you have to host a shot stop or like a full station. So it was a logistical meeting, but because we're fun people, we did it over a nice little brunch. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I mean, about how brunch is fun, not about how ecologists are fun. I'm not sure I buy that. They are. They're definitely the wildest group out of the bunch. Um... Yeah, yeah, okay, what else, what else? Yeah, I got back to Davis, I didn't want to make a big fuss, so my big entrance into the Davis community was going to see a seminar, and I said hi to some people, said hi to some people at the dinner as well, and then I saw one of my best friends while I was just riding to lab on Saturday, she was going to the farmer's market, so I yelled at her from my car. Um, That's about it in terms of uh, welcoming events for Adrian. Sounds like you've had a good time moving back to Davis. No, it's been nonstop doing errands and stuff, it's been tiring. Sounds like you've peppered a bad experience with good ones. You know, that's a pretty good way to put it, Paul. You're a real wordsmith. You're a real bar god. Yeah, you know, when you add more words to something, get more descriptive. Damn. I've always said that. You have always said that. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember you said that right after you listened to the Eminem rap god verse. <laughs> <laughs> that's my impression of uh, if Rick had to do the evident rap card <laughs> so anyways uh anything else paul anything else you want to round up about your weekend week i do have a little media roundup which is just um i wanted to reinforce uh drake's media roundup from his episode where he mentioned ranking of kings i started it last night i was going to Crunchyroll to watch spy x family which just came out and was super hyped up instead i decided to watch ranking of kings and um I'll be the first to say that I was like the kind of like skeptical asshole who was like, oh, uh, baby Yoda, like, come on, you don't see how that was like clearly made in like Disney's lab to be like the most like lovable thing that every idiot's gonna love. That being said, I texted Drake by the time I finished episode one, I was like, dude, I would die for Boji. Like, I fucking love this character. I want nothing but the best for him. <laughs> um, it's great so far, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. So I would recommend. Cool. Ranking of Kings. Yeah, and maybe I'll bring in Spy X Family next week. I still got to watch the first episode, but that's a super hyped up uh, show for right now. Anyway, so yeah, so yeah, my big thing this weekend, I ate brunch. Cool, and that is the theme of this episode. Let's get into it, my man. Hey, and Paul, don't get me wrong, it was actually brunch. It was 11 a.m. It wasn't that bullshit where I was eating at like 2 p.m. being like, technically they're still serving brunch. It was brunch. It was 11 a.m., the right time for brunch. Hmm. So you put a lot of barriers around what brunch is and isn't. You think if we don't define it by what it isn't, brunch is meaningless. 
Yeah, I'm a big gatekeeper when it comes to brunch. When's too early for brunch then? 8 a.m. So you think 9 a.m. can be brunch, not breakfast? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Sometimes you got to get that early to places. What about noon exactly? You still brunching? You're still brunching. That's fine. One o'clock? One o'clock if you're sat by one. If you're sat by one, it's fine. Okay, okay. So you're, you're really, like, if you show up with a group of friends at at 1230, it's really in God's hands if you're having brunch or lunch. Even if yeah, the, I mean, even if, if the, you still have the brunch menu. If you're anywhere worth going where you're going to have to wait 45 minutes at least for a seat, yeah, it's in God's hands. Because I would be the first, if I was a waiter, I'd be the first one to be like, hey, you guys, I know you came for brunch. You just had lunch. <laughs> Sit your ass down. Even if you were a waiter of a place that served brunch till two, you you would yeah. go out on a limb and let people know that even though they could order off the brunch menu, they're eating yeah. lunch just with the brunch I'd menu. I'd be like, it's a facsimile of an experience, you dumb, <laughs> <laughs> you dumb idiots. You know what, Adrian? I started out skeptical of you, but I like that you're not just going to bow to the pressure of me trying to make you sound ridiculous. You're going to hold strong to your opinion. I don't Mm -hmm. know if I'm convinced you're right, but I'm convinced that you have a point of view worth exploring. There has has to be limits, otherwise it's just madness. Otherwise it's just anarchy. (laughs) Otherwise it is just anarchy, that is true. I am not a radical brunch inclusionist. (laughs) I'm not going to be one of those postmodern weirdos who's like, well, technically, if you wake up at 9pm, then brunch can be at 11pm. No, fuck off. That's dinner. That's late dinner, too. That's Spanish dinner. That's European dinner. Okay, okay. You're the real Jordan Peterson of the brunch world. You you refuse I to- I wouldn't say that. You, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you refuse to bow to the postmodernist. Well, I guess it means that I've been in a bathtub with contrapoints. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm Jordan Peterson of the brunch world. <laughs> That's going to be my forever counterpoint on Jordan Peterson, and it only works against Paul. <laughs> hey, I think a lot of people- think of contrapoints at the time okay it's not just me i think that's a common opinion i think so but i think that's the only time it would work in conversation <laughs> i can't think of anyone else in my life <laughs> oh fair enough fair enough these are two very like obscure figures when it comes to actual pop culture i mean i was talking so i had some post uh brunch uh beers with uh, nicole and pierce and we were talking about jordan peterson i was telling the story about jordan peterson kid uh because i absolutely love that guy um and um yeah, just like Nicole was like, I was like, I mean, he's like a professor. He's like in the university academic ac- academic sphere, a little bit outside of our thing. But yeah, it's crazy that just like how much he isn't a thing for people who aren't like political brain rot people. He's really like a non, he's a non-issue for most people in the world. And he probably should be. We're not on the path of God. You know what I mean, Adrian? We're not on the righteous path, we, for sure. We are not on the righteous path. And we don't even have it as bad as a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely not. But brunch, okay. I'm, when people are dismissive of brunch, they often call it lunch with eggs. Mm. D- is there anything you w- would refuse to see on a brunch menu? Like if somebody just has a hamburger on their brunch menu, is that not okay? And if it's a hamburger with an egg on it and it's called like the hangover or something like that. Well, that's proprietary. That's a Zach Galifianakis film. Um, I, well, there was more people in it than just Zach Galifianakis, but okay. No, he wrote it. He started it. I'm okay with a brunch burger, actually. I think that's one of those things where you have to kind of cater to people who are in that 12, 1 p.m. zone. So I'm okay with that. There's, um... Huevos Rancheros, famous brunch dish. I think that's oh, a great brunch hundo, dish. Hundo P, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, uh, like Eggs Benedict. When would you eat Eggs Benedict without the eggs and, like, just call that lunch? 
So you're saying just ham on up ham on a English muffin? English muffin? I don't know. With hollandaise, I guess. When I went to yeah, that's a weird question. You just made a ridiculous dish and asked me when I, I would well, eat it. That's what I I'm know. saying. I it's not lunch. It. It's not. It's not lunch with eggs. That's what I'm saying. That is not just lunch plus eggs makes a breakfast dish. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think they meant that explicitly. Like you could just no. Nope, I took it. I took it face value. I do like that question though. Of is is there anything that you would feel is kind of obscene uh, to be on a uh, on a brunch menu? No, and you can kind of like, like even like a nice steak and eggs, spaghetti, still, still nice. Oh yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> I like how you were like, no, right. there's literally nothing you couldn't have on a brunch menu, and then you're like, yeah. And then Paul was like, I got the silver bullet right there. No, yeah, that's that Hannibal Burris bit about how he couldn't work at a diner. <laughs> you're like, you're telling me this table wants me to make eggs and spaghetti? No, tell them they can pick one eggs and spaghetti. You know what? Matter of fact, I'll tell them. You know what? Matter of fact, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> man he's a talented dude he's so good dude the, i don't know why he has so much good egg material the other <laughs> <laughs> they, they have the ingredients for scrambled eggs eggs some eggs and some ambition <laughs> i know he made fun of that one dude at the college paper for saying that he does jokes about food but it's kind of true Hannibal does have the best jokes about food and food and even food that's what it is because they said and even food and he was like that's when he crossed the line he's the lenny bruce of lettuce material <laughs> he kind of is pickle juice are you kidding me man oh my god so i like to sprinkle it on for flavor <laughs> Okay, how long are we Shout allowed to, to the spend landlord. on our podcast laughing at <laughs> Hannibal Birth jokes we are remembering? Oh, man. Now we're just, we're reverting back to middle school boy humor, which is just, you remember this reference to a thing? <laughs> hey, that's where this podcast is heading. Yeah, man. Get ready for all the Anchorman references I'm about to bring up. Yeah. Um, remember when he said, uh, that escalated quickly. Paul, when did you start brunching? Did you, were you one of the high schoolers that would go to brunch? No. Did people at our high school go to brunch? I'm pretty sure my girlfriend and I went to a couple brunches because she liked Cafe Strudel in, Col- in West Columbia. Okay, cool, cool. Which I never really got on board with Cafe Strudel. Even before 116 was like my go-to, uh, pretty big rivals down the street on State Street in Columbia, I was still like, a, don't really like Cafe Strudel. So it made it really easy to be a ride or die 116er once Bill started working there. Which, RIP, best... Uh, Phil, he's dead. <laughs> 116's dead and uh best uh, hash browns in the game dude tricolored potatoes with roasted bell peppers and goat cheese like and jalapenos come on my favorite thing about potatoes with different colors is that they are like egg dye but instead of for eggs for your poops the next day all right any other comments on brunch you know i don't have that much to say about brunch i feel like we've talked about it otherwise throughout the pod yeah, like we've peppered conversations we've, we've... with our opinions We've already discussed being mimosa boys over Bloody Mary boys. Yeah. Um, we've already talked about your love of a crab's Benedict, or I think I've talked about that before. We've talked about the Prados, I think, before. So yeah, and I, I love we've eggs covered Benedict. Most of the bases. Um, I think that's something you know about me. Like I've taken you on adventures mm-hmm. to get eggs Benedict when I'm really craving them, and we just have to like search mm-hmm. for a spot. They are good though. Yeah. Me and you used to hit up Kiki's Chicken and Waffles. That's true. For brunch. Oof. Love that place. You know, back when they kept it real. Yeah, that's kind of how I uh, balanced out my Sheely's intake is that I would go to Kiki's, which would host all of the Democratic candidates. And then I would also go to Sheely's, which hosted all of the worst Republican candidates. Hey, but also they had Bill Clinton there once. Did they really? Yeah. 
in the 90s. He was a big barbecue head and he liked to go to like famous barbecue spots whenever he would like tour the country. <sighs> Can't go wrong with that then. Yeah. Mm. Adrian's like, I'm starting to change my opinion on these Clintons. They seem like a couple rad dudes. When he plays the saxophone, it's hard to feel like you're not the only one in the room with him. (laughs) All right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Let's get into columns. Do you want to go first or second? Um, I think I could do first. I have a brand new column that we've never done before. And it's not really shocking that we've never done it before because it's specifically a breakfast-based advice column for myrecipes.com. It's one of those columns where there's two answerers and they both answer each question. Paul, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Can I ask you you a few questions? Yeah. Is the theme of this that there's like one breakfast hater and one breakfast lover and that's like the two perspectives they bring in or like what's the... Shockingly, they both like breakfast. They're both breakfast fans. And then my other question is, what do you think is the most niche advice column we've brought in so far? This might be one of them, to be honest with you. There's definitely the ones that are like one-off comedy ones, like the Mm. dog answers advice. Actually, that one ran for a while and there's... Yeah. More than a few of them. A lot of people have that idea of like a dog doing an advice column. Man, at some point we should do a roundup of the advice columns that we've done or something. Some some kind of rank power listing or something. Yeah, we should do an episode where it's themed around what we've learned about advice columns. Because I do have a lot of thoughts about this industry and how many people seem to try it and burn out and leave a fingerprint yeah. on the internet for <laughs> forever. For you to find somebody who's... <laughs> done an advice column and answered two clearly self-submitted questions and then never done mm-hmm. it again all right i won't delay you any further oh interestingly enough both these people go by biscuit as their name so it's always dear biscuits Ooh, you know what kind of an adorable name i like that and it's called the emergency biscuit on my recipes.com dear biscuits Valentine's Day is today. At least I think so. I'm so bad at this stuff, haha. And I'm trying to make a special brunch, or maybe brunch for dinner by this point, for my girlfriend. We've only been dating two months, but she's a good one, and I don't want to screw this up. The thing is, she doesn't eat eggs. What dish should I make that says, Look at this brunch food I made for you because I think you're great, but I realize we've only been seeing each other for a short period of time, so let's keep our heads on here. That doesn't have eggs. Ideally, it would take me at least a half hour, but no more than an hour and a half to prepare. Anything that takes too long could scare her away. Please help. Dan P. I don't think I understand this person. Wait, what do you mean you don't understand the question? Is it is all of the stuff about balancing how serious he's making it look? Is that what it is? Yeah, he's is trying he to say, it? like, I want to make something that looks effortful, but not too effortful that she thinks I'm a tryhard. Hmm. He wants to hit the tone of Valentine's Day breakfast. Perfect. Got you. One of the things I forgot to mention is, um, famously, Jason Manzoukas, who I'm a fan of, uh, is allergic to eggs. It's one of his big things. Oh, is that the guy who played the uh, penis in Pam and Tommy? Yeah. Yeah, I think I know him. Continue. And I remember growing up with a kid who, like, uh, in elementary school, he had, like, a tag on his lunchbox with, like, all the 20 different things that he was allergic to. I remember eggs was one of them. Man, of all the uh, food allergies to have, I think eggs would be a yeah, a pretty rough one. I think Jason Manzoukas would agree. I think he said a lot that, like, it makes him scared. Especially for you. How often do you have egg on your face? All right. Well, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> We're done. Hello? Yeah, you're my agent. I told you this can't happen again. I told you. I, I, I walk. That's it. I don't care. Money on the table or not. Yeah. I don't even like the guy. Oh, you're supposed to do a show with a Lebanese person? Come on. Hey, is that recording?
Um, anyways, anything else, uh, about, oh yeah, answering the question. Okay. So we did, we did kind of suggest that, uh, eggs are integral to, uh, brunch, but we can be, we can be a little bit more inclusive with brunch. I can, I can relax the gatekeeping for a hot second. Um, let's see. We'll eat all the savory things or not even the sweet things like French toast and pancakes and stuff all have eggs in them, right? Unless you do one of those like banana puree pancake dealies or whatever those things are. You can probably get around with it that way. Do like a pancake or something like that. He kept it vague, though. He said she doesn't eat eggs. And that's the question. Does she not like eggs, though? She likes things like French toast that have it as an ingredient. Or does she, is she allergic uh, to eggs? Mm-hmm, that would have been a mm-hmm. critical piece of information for Dan to include if he wasn't the shitty bad boyfriend. Yeah. Hmm. Also, do you, do you agree with this concept of like limiting your effort to to show a certain like i mean i think he's being comedic about it he knows it's silly but do you agree with this concept of like not coming on too strong by limiting effort you gotta hide your power level bruh yeah well i guess that's true next valentine's day he's got to rank it up and do something better so if he makes too good a mm-hmm. brunch then next year he can't make the best brunch ever Mm-hmm. because they've been dating what two months yeah something like that Dating two months, I don't know. Fucking make her a hot pocket then. <laughs> like, what, what amount of time is that? <laughs> well, there you go, ladies listening to this podcast to see if Adrian's a high value man. Just know that he's just your first Valentine's Day with him. He's gonna be like, "Hey, what do you want? Like an old avocado? I think I got one in the cupboard." Is that John Mulaney joke? <laughs> that is a John Mulaney joke. <laughs> we should have a bell uh, for every time we make a John Mulaney joke that we ring. <laughs> <laughs> Put a dollar in the jar. Put a dollar in the um, jar. No, it'll be one of the premium um, Hot Pockets. Don't they make premium Hot Pockets now, I think? Oh, are, are you going to do with Claire Saffitz? Are you going to do Hot Pockets, but gourmet? Oh, but gourmet. Oh, God, dude, talking about egg on my face, there was the one time where um, I was talking to somebody, and they, we were talking about Bon Appetit people, and I was like, oh, yeah, I like um, I like Molly, I like Brad, I like, you know, those people, whatever. And she was like, yeah, people uh, often say that I look like Claire Sappitz. And I was like, oh, yeah, I find her really insufferable. And she's like, yeah, people always say that I also act like her, too. And I was like, oh, boy, you kind of do. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, that's what I would do. I would do a Joshua Weissman, but better. I would make a homemade Hot Pocket from scratch. That sounds really Because that's effortful. low effort. No, that's low effort. Because that means you're like, hey, I'm a cool dude. I like Hot Pockets. I'm a real relaxed dude, but I will be willing to make one from scratch in a two-day process. <laughs> Messing up multiple times. And then at the end, when you have the perfect recipe, saying it way too fast for me to copy down and recreate. <laughs> it's in the link. It's in the description. Not for the one, not for the Sour Patch Kids I wanted to make. Damn, what are they doing over there on Bon Appetit? Besides, you know, racially. <laughs> 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 if you know you know <laughs> um yeah okay i think you made a good distinction about things that contain eggs as one of the ingredients which like if that's if that's the only issue is that she doesn't like scrambled eggs on a plate you could do anything really i'm gonna say a nice like a uh, bagel and lox because that's mm. also very low effort, and as and far as like, you just have to buy quality ingredients. Yeah. So take some time to buy some quality ingredients, some like freshly baked bagels, 
uh, some locks, some uh, good spreadable cream cheese, not like that shitty stuff that like mm-hmm. literally tears your bread when you try to spread it. And uh, set that up. Uh, no eggs involved. Unless, once again, unless she's allergic to eggs. I don't know, do bagels have eggs in the baking of bagel bread? I don't think they do. I think they're just flour, water, and like baking soda and stuff. Perfect, then. Because you could do, if she's if she's not allergic, you could do a chicken waffle. That's a little bit pretty effortful, to be honest. Though. Waffle definitely too has much. eggs. I've made waffle batter. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying, though. If she if she is, if she's not allergic, you could do that. The other thing you could do is um, like a tofu scramble in a burrito. Ooh, that's great. Yeah, breakfast burritos are delicious. Cultured, but I mean, eggs are kind of part of the best part of a breakfast burrito. Yeah, well, unless you're getting the one from oh shit, talking about food, I forgot that I liked in Davis that breakfast burrito at Ala Alamira. No, not Alamira's the one in Colombia. It's a breakfast burrito with eggs, gyro meat, honey, tapatio, and French fries, and it's fucking glorious. Uh, they serve it all day, and rightfully so. I think it's their best seller by far. It's so good. So this is a new advice column where we don't know the people. How funny would it be if they did an r slash relationships, and we're just like, this is an irreconcilable difference. Dump her. Leave. Leave her, honey. <laughs> come on. Say you're going out for a pack of cigarettes and never come back. Mm. So you're going out for a carton of eggs? Never come back. Egg your house, and then leave. <laughs> What a message to send. Do you think he should do what a lot of crazy people who write to advice columns do, or at least people who are written about, where he should serve her eggs in a sneaky way to prove that she's not actually allergic or doesn't, or that she actually likes them? One of the, like you said, crazier tropes that seems to reemerge. Um, all I can think of is the B.O.B. song Strange Clouds right now. <laughs> Paul's just puffing some chunky clouds. Bruh, <laughs> I'm trying to cultivate an image as clean cut. Why you gotta my let bad, the crowd know I'm vaping? I thought you were trying to do like a Virgil Texas type thing where you're just like puffing huge chunky clouds during the uh, podcast. I thought you were trying to do a Virgil Texas type thing where you were a sex pest. Is that the official title that he has? <laughs> that one feels like not legal. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the girl he's after, you don't read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, sh- should we get to the answer of this column? Yeah, let's get to the answer. I think we gave some good suggestions on what to eat. There's there's plenty of like non-egg type things you can non-egg type beets you can eat for uh for brunch. I don't know if this is a sign from God, but right now the uh ad that I have on the page is a bloomin' onion from Outback Steakhouse, so you know? Oh, by the way, I'm gonna skip to the second answer. Alrighty. Dearest Dad, you're not gonna screw this up, Dad. Why? Because you clearly give a damn. Enough to find and write into a breakfast advice column. And damn giving is like 96% of the work in a relationship. The other 4% is being tolerant of pretending not to notice weird smells. But you're scared of looking like you give a damn. And I get it, Dan. I get it. You're afraid that if you reach out to grasp this beautiful cotton candy in your hand, it'll all just melt the strange sticky goo. Not on our watch. I'll ha- Did you feel like you give a damn, Dan? Just, like, it created this weird, like, poetic feeling of the, the word damn and Dan repeated so often. It's beautiful. It made me feel like I was reading a Dr. Seuss book for a second. It made me feel like I saw I saw a guy with some white vans back at it again. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> damn, Dan. <laughs> damn, Dan. <laughs> back at it again with white vans. I'll happily tell you what to make, but first I'm going to grasp you by the shoulder, lock eyes with you, and make you swear to me that if you're planning on, you know, toasting each other's muffins, you knock that out of the way before you eat. 
That way you can actually enjoy the meal without having to worry about being sexy with a belly full of grits sloshing around. And yes, I'm gonna call it for grits. It's snuggling smack dab in the center of the time limit you set yourself. And I believe with all my heart that making grits for someone is an act of love. Whether or not they know it, or even if you don't know it for yourself quite yet, it's not expensive to make grits, even if you deck them out with butter, cheese, bacon, hot sauce, scallions, and shrimp. So you won't look like you're fussing too much, but it does take some whisking and whisking and whisking. But that's okay. If you took heed of that first part, you're both loosey-goosey and in a happy, glowing mood. Pour glasses of bubbly for both of you. Maybe ask her to pitch in and grate the cheese while you stir, and just have a great time making a meal together. May there be many more to follow. Love, Bisque Cat. Her name is Cat. I was about to say, they're not both Biscuit, they're Biscat and Biscret. But together they are the Biscuits. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I think I'm probably using the word wrong, but I like the irony of that. The one thing she suggested, which was shrimp and grits, is the one dish that I can't have for brunch. <laughs> Otherwise, good answer. But also, if this person doesn't like eggs because of a textural thing rather than like an allergy thing, then grits are probably off the menu too because a lot of people say they don't like the texture of grits. That's crazy talk. Grits are so good. Yeah, I know, but we're reasonable people without like that weird fussiness about food that annoying people have. We're good southern boys. Good southern boys who love our biscuits and grits. Um, All right, Paul, thoughts on kissing my grits? I honestly liked how it was written. I thought it was one of the few columns that tries to be funny and executed. Yeah, I thought it was like a genuinely... Executed? I'll just execute myself right now real quick. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) I have a couple of points. Um, One point is, I mean, is grits even like a semi-impressive meal really to serve on its own as a dish? Uh, I think if you deck them out as much as she suggested. Hmm. I guess so. To me, it would feel like I'm getting a side dish for brunch, but I, I feel what you're saying. You can do a little, little loaded bowl. Adrian would leave this person. He'd be like, I would be like, I'm glad we did the fucking first because I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm going to go get a real meal. <laughs> that was my other thing is that uh, they brought up the whole like, hey, you got to fuck first if you're going to be doing that today because I'm telling you to make some grits with some butter and cheese, baby. You ain't going to be fucking after that. <laughs> All right, cool. Anything else? All right. Here we go. This is Ask Claire. Can I skip my family's Easter event to get brunch and mimosas instead? By Claire Lee Wright. Claire, my family is very religious. I was raised Mormon, but that's not my life today. My parents have incessantly asked about me coming over for Easter with my nieces and nephews. Frankly, I'd rather be sipping mimosas over brunch after an egg hunt with my little one. If we go to their place, there will be endless mentions of of the significance of the holiday, and definitely no mimosas. Should I give up what I want for the sake of some family time for my daughter and her very cute cousins? Somebody, get me out of here. She doesn't mention her daughter till the end. What is she doing with her daughter when she's getting mimosas with her friends? She doesn't mention the existence of her daughter till the last sentence. She makes it sound like she just has nieces and nephews before. No, sure, your little one's gonna be at brunch with her. She's gonna get a little uh, little kid's break. Oh, then I definitely know the answer. Go to your parents' place. Don't don't take your don't kids. Don't bring your kid to brunch. Yeah, don't take your kids to an adult spot for an adult activity like brunch. Is brunch an adult activity? Uh, depends on the sort of spot you're going, but if you're going with- Kids gotta eat. Uh, but if you're going to like a- If you're going to a hip brunch spot, then yes. Nobody wants your mm-hmm. shitty kid screaming and making a mess and- being a nuisance while people are trying to get their mimosa making their little poopies exactly while people are trying to get their mimosa and good time on on a sunday morning mm. 
Oh, damn. Ooh, okay. Rocking a hard place, Paul. You've really laid out the stakes here is, am I going to be someone who's, am I going to encourage them to be an annoying person who brings their kid to a brunch? Or am I going to be someone who says, go to your religious relative's house and do religious things? That's, that's hard. That's a rock and a hard place right there. I mean, it's pretty easy to fix the problem of there will be no mimosas there, and that's just bring your own. Well, I, I, it depends on how Mormon her parents are, if they're going to... You know what? Here's the thing. You make it fun at their house, and if they take a big enough issue with it to kick you out, then that's on them. Mm, okay. So you bring the mimosas, and if they take issue with that and put their foot down and like, hey, you can't be here if you're drinking... But that's when you mm-hmm. get to put your. That's when you get to call them on their bluff and say, "Okay, I guess I gotta go. This is my life now. Mm. I guess I gotta finish the rest of this champagne and head out of here. <laughs> I guess I gotta take this as a, just a big old road soda. See y'all later. <laughs> big old road soda, baby. Um, yeah, I think that's a cool idea. I think you should go there. You should bring some mimosas. You should bring some manmosas. Obviously, you should be inclusive. And then, uh, you know, offer whoever wants. If anyone doesn't want to intake, I know hardcore Mormons don't even drink coffee, so you know, it is what it is. And then, yeah, I mean, I think. This person clearly has, like, drunk aunt energy anyways, so, like, I think your nieces and nephews are going to love that. I think that's a, a, that's a totally appropriate way to do also, this. Also, brunch is something that you can have any day of the year. I feel like Easter happens only once in a while, so you should do something Eastery just out of, like, the novelty of, like... Yeah. It's, you know, it's Easter. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't want to hang out with your family every day of the year, but if they're, like, nice people yeah. that you generally enjoy, your nieces and nephew, why is that not the day to do it and then brunch other days? That was another point that I thought while we were reading the question, which was, like, yeah, it's one Sunday. Like, come on. Just bring the mimosas with you and go over there. This is definitely <laughs> a more information question. If her parents are, like, mean people or insufferable or would be rude to her the whole time she was there, then no. But if you generally like your family, this feels like a no-brainer, like— your daughter's going to enjoy it more. You're not going to have to be dragging your little yeah, kid true. to brunch, to an adult brunch with mimosas. But her little kid's going to be getting indoctrinated there about endless mentions of the significance of the holiday. Ah, nah, little kids, uh, come on. Like, if your parent isn't religious, you're generally going to think of your in- like of your extended family as crazy religious people. Like, yeah, I feel like this is, I don't actually know what Claire's ethos is, so I don't know how she's going to answer this question, but I feel like that was a pretty straightforward one. I feel like we got it. Yeah, I think we hit it out of the park. She should dye her hair, change her name, move to Mexico, leave this life behind. Hey, all right. Somebody get me out of here. You can probably swing both. How did we not think of that idea? <laughs> 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 yeah, and then you show them drunk to the to the Mormon Easter. That, that's fun. No, no, no. Do the fun egg hunt part at their place, and then let them know that you have other plans for the remainder. This feels of the like day. the wrong order. Win-win. You should definitely show up your drunk si- to the egg hunt. <laughs> your siblings will probably be jealous and may try to join you. Cheers, Claire. <laughs> she kept that real short. So yeah, that was it. Claire says, "Why not both?" You know what? And I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and. Add to that, why not do three things that day? Dave and Buster's in the evening. That's four things, Dave and Buster. Well, I mean, just go to the game part. You're already drunk. You don't need to pay for their overpriced alcohol and food. I mean, the rosé watermelon slushy drink's pretty, it's pretty good. And then there's one where you get, like, the toy dragon in the drink. That one's pretty cool, too. Get the little kraken in it, yeah. Isn't that from when we went and they were out of the toys, but we, like, asked for the drink? (laughs) I was so upset they were out of the toys you got to keep. Yeah. Um, all right. Third seggy or anything else you want to say about this one? No, let's do a third seggy. All right. And I think I didn't take too much of a mental jump. 
for this third segment, for the idea I came up with. So Adrian, the first part of the third segment is going to be to see if you can tell where I'm going with it. Can I ask you a question, Adrian? Brunch. What is the etymology of that word? Oh, it's a, it's a portmanteau. It's a portmanteau. Of breakfast and lunch. Exactly. What, what do you know about portmanteaus? Do you want to define that for the audience? That's uh, when you take two words and you smush them together to make a new word. And sometimes they can be uh, very clumsy. Exactly. So I have a portmanteau quiz for you. Okay. We have 18 portmanteaus and Oof. 17 new ones. So we'll start with one that I think you've already gotten right. I'm going to give you a point for brunch. You got it right. It was breakfast nice. and lunch. So out of 18, you already have one point. How many portmanteaus do you think you're going to be able to uh, reverse engineer? And I will say some of them are very easy. You know, I already got one point on the board. Fuck it, brother. Let's do uh, 15 out of 18. I'm only going to miss three. Okay, yeah. And and like I said, I really, like, we often do hard quizzes. I don't think this is a particularly, like, I'm not, I'm not here trying to trick you. I did pick ones that weren't, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, clasp. Well, this isn't good. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a portmanteau. Closing aperture? Nope, clutch and grasp. All right, good start. Um, Bollywood. Oh, okay. That is um, Hollywood. And I'm assuming it's a B city, so it'd be like Bombay or like... Uh... Hey, you got it, King. All right, cool. Splatter. Spl- oh, God. Uh, splatter. Uh, sp- spilled matter? <laughs> splash plus splatter. What? Wait, splatter is splatter plus splash? <laughs> spatter. Spatter. Wait, spatter is a combination of a word that's longer than spatter? <laughs> no, splatter <laughs> is splash plus spatter. Oh, okay. I think if I miss one more, I've reached my limit. Um, I did pull these off a list without checking, so now each one I'm getting nervous. I'm like, is that true, or did I just believe something that was a lie? (laughs) So I'm going to Google it and give you back a point if it's not true. Yeah, it it does claim to be a portmanteau from the uh, 1700s of spatter and splash. Uh, Velcro. Velcro. Uh... Uh, Velcro, Velcro. I think I've heard this before. Um, that is that it's a portmanteau for Volt Electro. I'm sorry, friend. It's Velvet plus plus Crochet. That makes more sense. (laughs) Um, the next one I'm going to skip because I Googled it and it seems like it's not true, which is Snark is not a combination of Snide and Remark. Hmm. Electrocute. Electrocute. I know this one because... People use it incorrectly all the time. Electrocute is when you die of being of electricity. So it's you're electrified, not electrocuted if you survived. And that's electricity and execute. Yes, sir. Hazmat. Hazmat. Hazard material. Yes, sir. All right. I don't know why I'm being so formal. I'm going to stop calling you sir. Ooh, this one was brand new to me, and it was interesting. Gerrymandering. Um, It's the senator who came up with it, and then salamander. Yes, sir. Well, I need to stop that. Why is that what's coming to mind? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, that, I know that from Politically Reactive with uh, Kamau Bell and Hari Kondabolu. Agit prop. What? Agit prop. Spell it? A-G-I-T-P-R-O-P. Use it in a sentence? Uh, the radical organization was utilizing agit prop. Agitated proportion propaganda 
Uh, I guess it gets used in... I don't know what counts as agitprop, but it gets used when talking about Russia a lot for their propaganda from, like, the... Or not Russia, sorry, USSR. Bit. Like a computer bit. Binary information? Binary Ooh, uh, type... I'm gonna give you a second binary, chance because you got the first word right. Binary type... Are you counting down or what are you doing? Are you trying to help me? Oh, yeah, what... What am I moving? My binary fingers, <laughs> binary, binary, binary hands. Okay, binary, binary digit. Oh, okay. Well, you should move your my what? Something other than my digits. <laughs> you have toe digits. Uh, can, can I? Uh, because of that thing where I was waving my fingers to try to give you a clue. Can I? Uh, tell a, a little a little story. We're gonna we're gonna pause the game. I'm throw I'm throwing down one of these like teas that refs do during <laughs> sporting yeah. events to pause the game. And yeah, last week I was playing Trivial Pursuit with some people, and it was literally driving the pedant in me insane to hear to like when I play a game, man. I just need to just play the game by the rules, and it's like if somebody loses, that's fine, even if it's me. But yeah. I just want the rules to be followed. Um, I get that. And we were playing uh, Trivial Pursuit, and to hear them sit around because they didn't want anybody to fall behind too much and, like, just slowly give each other clues where it was like, what are the four C's that describe a diamond? And it was like, clarity? Yeah, good job. It's like it describes a hue or a shade. Color? Yeah, good job. To hear that happen for each word of the C words that describe a diamond's quality, I was about, like... I have no hair left to rip out, and I was about to grow hair just to rip it out. It was so... You just found it too infantilizing? I found or? it infantilizing. I also found it time-consuming. I found it frustrating because uh, I was yeah, winning, too, and I'm a real bitch, and I wanted to yeah. keep winning. Um, um, I will say this. I keep forgetting that the portmanteau can be the end of the second word and not the start of the second word. So that's where I got lost, is I kept thinking it had to be like something with a T at the beginning. Carjack. Oh. Carmobile. Uh, lumberjack, hijack. Oh, <laughs> God damn it! It, it was a big problem in Canada where it started with the lumberjacks. <laughs> Chortle, Chortle. That's the main game that people play besides Wordle, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where you have to guess, where you have five turns to guess what chore it is. <laughs> um, I'm gonna assume that's like chuckle and I'm, dude, this it's the second part of these that are killing me. I will I don't know say why. that I don't know if this technically counts as a portmanteau. So I'll tell you this one is slightly different, where the C H and the L E are both from the word you got right, chuckle. So it's really the or now that you're uh, chuckle and snort. Yeah. Hey. Okay. All right. I'm on track to win this. Meld. Melt and weld. Yeah. Motel. It's not a mobile hotel, because they are very stationary. <laughs> um, it is a... It's it's a... It's a um, Think about, like, the 1950s, 1960s, like, the, like what's happening. Motown Hotel? Oh, wait, well, hold on. Oh, you're kind of you're getting there. Motor Hotel. Yes, yes, sir. Hey, that's just a parking garage. <laughs> that's so true. Um, uh, pixel. Are you sure this isn't a um a backmento? 
where uh, the streets come up with a word and then people, white people try and make it into a portmanteau. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I think the computer ones are usually pretty uh, historically, uh, pretty historically documented. So it's probably like picture mm-hmm. Zell, picture Zell, picture Zell, picture Axel. I don't even know what like has those letters in it. Element. What? Then where's the X? It's just kind of like from the sound of pick, pick L. Well, that one seems purposefully difficult. <laughs> okay, well, the next one hopefully is a little bit easier. Wait, how many more do we have? One. Ginormous. Giant and enormous. Yep. I think the website I used said gigantic and enormous, but I'm going to accept giant. You got right, 10 right. of the what became 17. What became 17. And wait, did I already count? I, I don't know. You know what? We're going to say 11 because I don't remember if I correctly counted your uh, first one of getting brunch correct. Um, And you know what, Adrian? Speed round. This is the slowest speed round I've ever been in. <laughs> speed round. If you can tell me what separates... Human from the animals? Wait, let me find an example of a different type of... Okay, what separates... What makes a portmanteau different than a compound word? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we have giant and enormous, and then we have watermelon. Oh, in compound words, you don't shorten or change any of the words. You just smush them together. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. A compound word is just both words added together like football. All right, so I'll give you three points for that. So we're going to give you 13 or 14 of the 17 points. (laughs) So I missed it by one. (laughs) I really pulled uh I really pulled a No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me one second. For the last point, ask me any question from Trivial Pursuit, the, the game that you played recently, and I'll answer it correctly. Okay, let me think of one. Let me think of one. Ooh, here's one that I knew because it's a very common trivia fact, and so I I did I'd encountered it before in a different trivia. Steve Buscemi 9/11. No. Which state is the closest state to the continent? Which U.S. state is the closest state to the continent of Africa. Maine. Yes. 15 points, baby! Uh, all right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. I'm going to ask you more Trivial Pursuit questions I remember. Which... Do you want to know why I remember that? Or why I knew that? Is it something I've said before? <laughs> You've told me that before, yeah, in high school. So that's that's my Slumdog Millionaire story. It's the most boring part of the movie where I'm just like, oh, hey, Paul, remember that time you told me that Maine was the closest state to Africa? I think it's one of those facts that it was shocking enough to me when I learned it that I just like it really sunk into my brain. Oh yeah, I was really like, damn, dude, I'm never trusting the Mercator projection ever again, bro. <laughs> I was gonna say there was an interesting one about which city is the furthest north. It was like Istanbul, Rome, New York, and I forget what the oh, uh, Beijing. Well, it sounds like that's not the answer because you forgot about it. <laughs> Istanbul, Ro- uh, Rome. Yeah, Rome is the furthest north. That got me. Hey, that 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 was pure. Uh, you know. If someone hadn't asked me that question saying, I think this is interesting, I wouldn't have said Rome. Yeah, well, you know what? Maybe my brain just thinks geography that is like a little bit counterintuitive is the most interesting thing is what we've learned today. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I said that to you and Phil when I was in Guatemala when I was trying to explain how big it is. Like, it really helped to take Guatemala and put it over South Carolina, uh, Georgia, North Carolina to like really get a sense of it. (laughs) 
That's funny. Because I, I just really didn't have, like, a sense of scale for it at all. But Rome feels like such a warm place, you know? It just doesn't make sense. How is it the first Hey, place? and parts of Russia are in the tropical zone, man. The world's crazy. That's not true. Don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Don't lie to me, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> And New Zealand's actually farther up north than America. <laughs> the world's a great topsy-turvy place. Yeah, when you think about it, Argentina is actually in the North Pole. If you think about when it. When you think about it. If you're a thinking if man. If you're a thinking man, you would realize that Brazil's actually the size of Australia and Africa together. Man, Africa really does get cheated in that Mercator projection, dude. Yeah, it does. All right, uh, we get to uh, Big Facts No Cap. Get out of here. Big fact. You know... When it comes to your, when it comes to your unconscious biases, it's really sometimes like the s- simple things, like what map projection some guy in the 1700s decided to use, 1800s, 1900s decided to use that is shockingly, is shockingly important to how you view the world. So you know, maybe take that map and flip it upside down and realize in space there is no orientation. Uh, mm. Take a moment every day to question these assumptions we make yeah here here maybe maybe eat spaghetti for brunch you know no let's not go that far question question why we do things how we do them my no cap is if you go to brunch just get the carafe like you can get the single mimosa but it's a ripoff just get the carafe for like two times the price damn also one of those words that it took me a really long time from seeing it to finally hearing someone else say it that I felt confident to say it out loud. <laughs> carafe. Yeah. I thought it was carafe for the longest time. If only you'd been smart enough to do that with niche. I know. Bye, buddy. Bye. Organic movies to grits with cheese and mad honey. Now me, I'm out to get the grits more than a little bit. If I said don't get a black, you know I'd be a hypocrite. Levels up the fluctuate to surplus from deficit. Rated with the X is the extra explicit grits. I slide and slips and dives and dips into it. It being grits that I gets like a Quaker. But take the raincoats for the oats when you crush trail mix. Yo, I dig my grits thick, slow with butter. You slip up in the grits and make a mother. Some people call it skins, but grits is the other term that you got to learn to keep up on all the scoop. I get a little inch, but never spend loot for the wiggle. Some immature kids like to laugh, so they giggle for the grits. And when they get close, they start skitsing. Not this kid, because I switched in, flipped in, changed the position that I hit inside. I got words, can't describe how I move. Be like hitting a doobie, thought to get you groovy. So, yo, black, here's a bit of advice. Your wife's nice, so you better keep the girls away from the grits. Yeah, it's the grits. Say what? What's it, let her? Brother, tell another part. Yeah, the grits. Yeah, let's get the grits, yo. Say what? What's it, let her? Brother, tell another ticket. The grits. Yeah, let's get the grits, yo. Say what? What's it, let her? Brother, tell another part. You know, you know the grits. Yeah, let's get the grits, yo.